0: Spiral Dial Sci-Fi with a Soundscape I helped you, Jessica said. I helped you. What are you doing? You planned this, didn't you? I don't know what you mean, darling, Archie said. I promised I'd sort the handcuffs out for you, and so I have. I'm sure it's much more comfortable being cuffed to a chair after all the effort of climbing that ladder. A sit down should be just what the doctor ordered. Archie sat back, the remote control for her chair in his hand, and started fiddling with the controls. Her knees rocketed up towards her chest, knocking the breath out of her, and then shot back again before the whole chair started to rotate slowly to the left. Damn it! He experimented with another couple of buttons until Jessica was lying almost parallel to the ground. She didn't dare to speak. Where the hell was Pyrope? She tried to form a bubble in her mind to communicate with the mineral spirit, but there was nothing to form one in. The chair surrounded her, a dead, inert object, restricting her, sapping her energy. Archie sat back, rearranging his features one at a time into a calm, cool mask. Now, what I want you to understand, darling, is that this is absolutely nothing personal. My therapist used to tell me that, you know. Don't take anything personally. Taking things personally is a surefire way to be miserable for the rest of your life. I didn't listen. Of course. I was quite sure that he was only telling me that to piss me off. He pressed another button, spread in her arms and legs wide. So, you see, I didn't really get it until I started working on this ship and then, well, you know what they say. Needs must. Are you working with the captain? Well, I think working is a strong word. The captain has their own thing going on and I have mine. Which is... Well, I have a few stretch targets, but stage one is just to stay alive, really. Beyond that, the next stage is to, you know, have fun while staying alive. Stage three is for everyone else to have fun while staying alive. And what stage have you got to? Oh, uh, I'd say that I'm still very much working on stage one. Jessica's heart sank. Finn still sat on Archie's shoulder. She stared at him balefully. Gave you food, she thought, in his direction. The cat looked back at her, unmoved. You're doing really well, you know. None of the others made it this far through. The others? He must mean her predecessor. If only she could keep him talking, perhaps she could work out how to communicate with Pyro to release her. This f- far through What? She tried to reach out to Pyrope in her mind, but there was no trace of a tingle anywhere in her body. Through the cycle, um, Patricia was starting to worry, and when Patricia worries, I get crucified. Literally, he snorted. You can't say I haven't tried, darling. I've shed blood, sweat and tears, most of it quite unintentionally. And now, it's your turn. What are you going to do? Something's changed about you. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm planning to find out. The captain knows what they're looking for, you see. I need to be the one to find it first. I need to be indispensable, otherwise... He drew his finger slowly across his throat. Now, shall we get started? I might need your help with operating some of these machines. The quicker we get it done, the quicker we can all go home. He wheeled the ultrasound machine over to her and placed the probe on her stomach. The screen remained blank. He gazed at it, puzzled, and started pressing buttons to no avail. You need to plug it in, Archie. Perhaps this wouldn't be so bad after all. Oh, rice, yeah, (laughs) of course. He fumbled with the lead. She instructed him on using the scanner, all of the time reaching out within herself to communicate with Pyrope, but still no response. She examined every corner of the clinic to see if there were any telltale flashes of light or perhaps a rock in which Pyrope might be hiding. She could see nothing. By the looks of Archie's expression when gazing at the screen, that made two of them. Looks like I'm not pregnant, she said. Thanks he said, laying the probe aside. He consulted a list on a scraggy piece of paper. Right, next is Bloods. He grabbed some bottles and a needle from the drawer and proceeded to try to butcher her arm. Fortunately, the needle made no impression on her flesh at all. She directed him as to where to place it, but her skin remained intact. She remembered Morvan and his diamond-tipped implement down in the cave. Hopefully, Archie wouldn't. He tried pretty much everywhere you could think of. Her neck, her elbow, her wrist, her groin. She said nothing throughout this demeaning process. Her focus was solely on how to escape. At least he wasn't hurting her. She believed him when he said that his only purpose was to save his own skin. If the captain needed her, then he would have to keep her alive. She wondered where the captain was. It had been so long since she had seen them face to face. She found herself looking forward to their next encounter. This time the power balance would have shifted in her favor. If only she could get out of these bonds. Archie cursed as his final needle snapped. There's nothing for it. We'll have to try the rocks next. Rocks? There were rocks in here. Archie produced a battered black rucksack and started digging through it, emptying its contents out onto the floor in a cascade of dust. Achoo! he bellowed. She remembered his suffering below the ground, glancing up at the ceiling in anxiety before she realised that up here a sneeze was unlikely to make the roof collapse. Where did you get them from? she said. Brought them up last cycle, thought they might come in handy. He turned on the sound system, lifted one rock and pressed it to her forehead. Nothing happened. He continued trying one after the other. What are you doing? Checking for resonance, he said. He continued in complete silence. He lifted a piece of dull red-gray rock and lay it on her cheek. As soon as it touched her, a sharp tingle ran all the way along her cheekbone, into her left ear, down her neck, and into her chest. Sister, it was Pyro. Free me, she whispered, before she felt a sudden surge of electricity pass through her hands and feet, propelling her forwards. She stood before the chair, Archie's astonished face frozen before her. She was free, at last.